All right, everybody, Stephen Key here. And once again, I have a very special guest. In fact, I have a guest today that I've known for a long, long time. <laughs> Keith, um, how, when did we first meet? How long has it been? Inventor nice Keith, okay, everybody. Nice to meet everybody. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Stephen. Yeah, we've known each other. I bet it's over a decade at least, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh, a decade and a half. Yeah, it, it's been, uh, I don't know, it's 15 plus years at least, maybe more. Okay. And you, you know, your first, your first book that, I mean, the three ring notebook of your <laughs> 10 step procedure. I mean, way back when that's, God, it doesn't go back that long. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you know, what's really interesting. I'm glad everybody's watching is that we want to talk a little bit about the process, Keith. And we want to talk about, because you, you, you're, you, you're what I consider a professional inventor. You do this for a living. You've yep. been up through highs and lows. You've been through all of it. And and you've got a great lifestyle, you know, beautiful wife and child. You surf. You do all the great stuff everyone wants to do. <laughs> yeah. When I have the time. Okay. But, yeah, but you're it. a full-time inventor. So yeah. I want to talk about it. Okay, first of all, you're in the pet industry. So I, I'm actually in kind of four industries. Okay. I, I do uh, the toy industry. That's where I kind of got my start. You know, and I was licensing uh, products out of my dorm room in the toy industry. You know, that was uh, in college. Yeah, my last year, senior year in college, I got my first uh, letter of intent, you know, in my dorm room. That was a, that was a big, pretty cool. So I've been doing it a, a while. Yeah. Um, and then uh, so toy, uh, pet industry, food and beverage, okay. and then home and tools. So those are kind of the four okay. areas that I that I am really, uh, you know, active in. Okay. Um, and within the last, oh, you know, 10 years or so, or 12, 12 years, I've been really focusing on the, on the pet industry. Okay. Uh, so I've got um, a lot of products that are yeah, be licensed and, and running in the pet industry presently. Yeah. Yeah, because every time I, I turn on social media, it seems like you've got a new product that just launched or you're celebrating or, or pointing out that, hey, here's a new ideas. I want to talk about those to get everybody excited real quick, because some of the ideas you're not going to show, some things are very confidential, we're not going to go there. But what's the latest thing that you've licensed that's on the market? What can you share with us? Yeah, so uh, the latest, um, I guess, product line would be uh, what we call a play clean. So play clean, it's a, a line of uh, what we call plush toys or squeaky toys um for uh, for dogs and uh, what's really kind of fun and innovative about play clean um is it has let's see if we can do these line cards um here's the actual inside of it uh, what we've done is we've got zeolite beads uh in a packet inside the toy and the zeolite beads are infused with a geranium oil so it's an all-natural uh, oil that's infused on the inside of it uh, that airs the geranium oil that actually um, kills viruses and bacteria. So it's a self-cleaning dog toy um, that uh, basically deodorizes the toy and then uh, keeps, you know, really kind of focuses on the clean home, which obviously is uh, pretty important these days. Um, so the entire kind of licensing asset package was uh, the trademark, you know, the entire components around, you know, this plush toy. Um, and uh, there's other products as well. We've got a- Well, a before you wait, you know what's yeah. really interesting about this? I saw there was a whole display of it, right? I mean, it's not just like one item, it's a whole line, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's a it's a whole NCAP. Okay. Uh, the NCAP launched in uh, mid January uh, nationwide in Petco. Okay. And uh, the the uh, includes you know all the plush toys. We have now soaps. We have wipes. Um, we have other shall we say peripheral products that use the Play Clean brand. Okay. Um, to kind of really kind of put together, okay. as you're saying, multiple product line based on, you know, providing clean toys and a clean home for, for you and your pets. Okay, now you're pretty clever because you're kind of a materials expert a little bit here too, because some of your products, it seems like you combine something that's functional, but it's always material too based a little bit. Where does that all come from? Yeah, so um, I started getting into kind of material development with um, another pet product called Bionic. kind of discovered that if you can design and or figure out, um, shall we say, a trade secret um, okay. that nobody else can kind of understand, um, kind of very, kind of similar to the fishbone product behind your, on your wall there, if you can figure out a technology that somebody um, finds valuable or that okay. nobody else has done, then you can kind of morph that into how do you commercialize it? So, I mean, it's kind of like, well, Edison, like, okay, great. The thing, it, it has light. You turn it on, it does something. I can read. Okay, that's that's the technology, the formula. Now right. the question is, how do you commercialize that? Okay. How do you take that idea and turn it into a commercialization strategy or a product, you know, that, that uh, someone can okay. use and, and use uh, in amazing ways? You know, it's very interesting because sometimes a lot of people might come up with some type of innovation, but how do you turn it into a product? You seem to be very good at that. Also, you file trademarks, too. This isn't the first time. Did you trademark the name? Because it seems like you've done that before and you kind of put a whole package together. Is that true? Yeah. So I I, um, I do many different ways on the trademarks. But, yeah, I file a lot of trademarks myself. And it's very, ironically, very similar to the process that you teach for filing a provisional patent. Okay. Uh, it's actually easier to do. Um, so, you know, getting the – there's this quote by, by Steve Jobs uh, that if – if you have the name, you own the product. Oh, so okay. you know that brand. Um, you think of any big brand, you know, uh, sure, the product is wonderful, but the brand. Our goal as inventors, and shall we say, the holy grail, is to invent an evergreen brand. So. Yeah, and you've done that a few times. Um, well, I, I hope. I mean, I don't know you, if it's evergreen until a, you know. A well, you've got a couple. One, you've got <laughs> one that we can't particularly talk about, but that that yeah, to me is yeah, exactly. So owning a, an evergreen brand or having a property yeah. that will you know continue for for decades um, is uh, but, a really important and. and but how, that's good marketing, though, Keith. How do you do that? How do you come up with a name like that? It seems like all the names that you have are clever. They describe. The benefit in the name. Yeah, I, I, 
I guess I, uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about brand names. Okay. You know, very difficult to kind of come up with the right name um, that's also available. So now, I mean, not only do you have to have the brand name, you have to have all the social media handles. You have to have the Twitter handle, the Facebook handle, the Instagram handle, the TikTok handle, you know, all the, the social components that go along with that brand. So not only are you delivering to licensee the brand trademark, which is, you know, you filed for, you also deliver uh, sales channels as well. So it's it's the name plus where it used to be okay, the you know back in whatever the GI Joe brand name back in the fifties with a Barbie brand name. I mean, think if you had the Barbie brand name right now, trademark, and the and the you know Barbie.com and you know Barbie Instagram and Barbie whatever. Okay. Those properties alone with the social media sales channels are 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 um, very valuable. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I want to talk a little bit about the industry as a whole, the pet industry. Do you have a dog? I mean, do you, have, you must have dogs. Dogs, cats, yes, no? We, we, had, we had a cat and unfortunately, uh, the cat got taken by a fox uh, recently, so that was not fun. Uh, meow Meow was an awesome cat. It was a cat. Anyway, so that was sad. Um, we are um, mid-summer. We are in the process of bringing, bringing a new family member. Okay. So it's going to be a... a a puppy, and we've got a couple of breeds picked out. You know, English, uh, English cream, maybe a Vizsla. You know, okay. so you, it's time for my boy, as you know, it's time for a boy to have a dog. So he's he's gonna. Right. We're so excited. Yeah. talk talk about your creative process for just a minute, because I ask this question a lot, and I never get a great answer with this kid. And maybe inventors don't want to tell me their trade secrets or whatever, but I say, how do you create? I mean, do you wake up every morning going, hey, I'm going to create something great? Do you do it every once in a while? Do you have a sketch pad? How do you do it? Yeah, and it's it's not to be um, uh, evasive or anything. It's a hard thing to describe. Okay. I mean, it's kind of like, describe chocolate. Like, okay, to try to get to chocolate, that's hard to describe. And I, you know, people have asked me that before, and... And I don't want to, you know, compare myself or whatever, but I've heard that, you know, Beethoven, you know, how did you learn to, to you know, play piano at the age of, you know, three or four or whatever? Okay. And his response is that you just looked at the piano and you just saw it. You just, you just see it. You can see a concert in front of you. And so um, that is one element of it. I, I just kind of see the vision of what this can be. And I'm sure a lot of it's like, you know, pipe dreams. Oh my gosh, I just saw a levitating spoon. Wouldn't be funny Cheerios if it's just remote control, you know, whatever. I mean, you can right. like see okay. all sorts of crazy stuff, but um, you know, with, um, it would be a combination of what I call a, a raw um, idea, okay. you know, that flashes. And I normally have those raw ideas of, shall we say a flash, of when um, I'm really excited about something. Like okay. if I'm in a, a brainstorm activity and everybody's like, oh yeah, let's do this, let's do that. I mean, I had a, a friend over and we were you know, in, in the yard working on a yard toy and the energy of having somebody to bounce ideas off of that's really exciting um, for me, that, that's kind of like my, you know, my, my uh, I don't know, my day drug or whatever, like, oh, yeah, that's real. Give me some more. Give me some more. Then, you know, let's keep going. <laughs> I'm addicted to that okay. energy of, like, bouncing ideas back. And, you know, things will come up. And, like, you have to have a sketch pad, you know, handy. Like, all of a sudden, like, boom, you know, you know okay. five ideas will crank out in those sessions that you didn't have before. Um, other times, um, you know, kind of when you're in, like, that just waking up 
or just going to bed, you're okay. kind of relaxed and everybody's taken care of. You don't have any pressures of people wanting stuff from you or that that constant noise in your head of like, ah, I'm gonna pay my bills, or I gotta do that, that. You know, that stuff, you never have any ideas when you're okay. you know, thinking in those ways. So I guess okay. um, allowing yourself or designing those um, portions of time in your day to just kind of make all the noise just go away. I mean, if that's sitting under a tree or going to a monk or, you know, I mean, however you want to call it. That, do you do that, it every day? Do you, do you, do you uh, create every day? Not, not, not every day. Um, I would say, you know, multiple times a week. Okay. Right? Where, okay. I'm, where I'm thinking of an idea, you know, all just right. before I go to sleep. And I, I used to have a whiteboard on right by my bedside. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird right now, but I mean, when a bachelor, like who cares, right? But yeah, I had a whiteboard right. and, and I'd have to write it down before I went to sleep, just, just jot, just in a circle or drawing, whatever, and then go to bed. And then the next morning, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got five cool ideas, you know, okay. that I didn't have the night before. Um, and then, you know, the last is, of course, you know, the relationships with clients, the relationships with people who you work with. Okay. You know, you'll be in meetings or you'll be, you know, talking with them on the phone and they'll be like, gosh, you know, I've heard a retailer, they're really interested in blank. You know, I've heard I've heard an industry they're going in this direction of blank, and then when you get kind of those kind of seed, um, those little gold things like whoa, that's a shiny stone in the river. Let's pick that up, put that in my pocket, and think about it later about really kind of what they're talking about. So those are kind of I guess okay. the, the three you know brainstorming with fun people that I like to be around and kind of generate that energy of like yeah, this is fun. Let's go play in the sandbox together. You know that type of stuff. Um, yeah, kind of amorphous dream states, and then you know having building good relationships with with clients and licensees, okay. where you know, you we share information um, in a way that you like. Oh, that's you know there's you know there's something interesting in that in that direction, and then do a deep dive in the industry based on that direction. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about that for just a minute. That relationship with yeah. So I, I I mean for you and for the people watching, I hope I. Explain that correctly. Oh no, you so, did a good, much, keep much better than anybody's ever explained that. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. I want everybody to realize that I'm a big believer in relationships, and I'm a big believer that once you build a relationship, especially with a company that you're spending a lot of ideas to, you've invested in them. They can tell, so they're going to invest in you a little bit. They start to talk to you. You know, maybe they give you that information or trends, or maybe what their wish list. How important is that? Is that you just said that's that's how it sparks maybe uh, one of those yeah ideas. well I mean so it, it comes with existing product lines say hey let's you know let's change the product line this way so with existing um, you know with existing licenses that you're already running it's incredibly valuable because okay. then you can take what you've already got an existing licensing a stretch and relationship and then do you know additions modifications and or you know okay. can keep going with it and build that um, sales funnel bigger for them. I mean, at the right. end, you're helping them make um, their market share larger. And um, sometimes you have okay. a you know concepts or directions that they may haven't thought of. So it helps okay. both parties once you already have a structure in place. And then yes, for for new concepts and new ideas, it's also incredibly also valuable for both. You know, if that relationship is at the level where everyone's, you know, very comfortable with each each other, and um, you kind of open, you know, open source innovation, then that they say, hey, we're really interested in, you know, nighttime, you know, pet products, you know, or or we've heard nighttime it seems to be a, a very 
uh, something we want to look into, or that's kind of a growing category. And I don't know if that's true or not, but let's just say, you know, nighttime, that's a, a category that somebody would say I'm interested in. Then, uh, you know, okay. next time you meet, say, hey, here's a, here's some concepts for nighttime, you know, dog products okay. when people go walk with their dogs, you know, at dusk. And I think this is something that makes a lot of sense. So let's talk um, about that for a minute. They, they give you some input, you come back, you've got a relationship. Do you build a prototype for all of it or do you say, hey, here's a sketch of an idea? What do you guys kind of think? Do you, do you test it that way or do you have to go file a PPA, build a prototype? I mean, how far do you have to go once you have a relationship? So uh, also a great question. And that also depends on the licensee. If, if the licensee, um, some licensees won't even look at products unless it does have a fully developed prototype. Okay. And, and, and I don't feel, I don't say safe is the word, but I don't feel that I'm providing the value to them that they would say, okay, you've spent enough time on this project that you know what you're talking about, that it's worth my time to talk with you. Okay. So that's where, cause they're, everyone's incredibly busy and some companies, if you start just, Hey, what about this sketch? What about this idea? What about that? They're like, ah, yeah, that's really not for us. And it's, I would say it's insulting to them, but okay. they want to know that you spent the time and invested the, the okay. time, money and effort to say, okay, this is legitimate to a certain point, what do you think? Then in other licensees, I've had them basically say in meetings, um, we want to know of the first idea that comes out of your head at the napkin sketch idea at level. Like if okay. you have a napkin sketch, we want to see it. Because really? they, okay. they want the cherries right when they're, you know, right when they can pick them. Huh. And so, okay. Yeah, then like if it, if you have something down on the napkin, scan it and send it to us. All right. Because so, we want to secure that property as okay. soon as it you know rattles out of your head or through your invention process. Okay. So because they don't want it, they want the control of that property, and they know that that truly that's their opportunity. You know, it's right. kind of like real estate, right? They they understand it in that perspective. Like if you're buying, you know, back in my real estate days, we want to know. The minute uh, a landowner thinks of selling the property, okay, because we want to get to that landowner before he puts it out on the market, because we'll get it out of value. That's, 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 that's very. Yeah. So some people in IP right. understand it that way. Hey, we want to take down that property and put it in escrow before anybody else knows about it. So they know you're shopping it because you're a pro. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there a special window? People always ask me, God, is there a better time to submit, or can I submit? You know, sometimes they tell you just we'll take it. We'll look at an idea any time, day or night. But that's not really true, is it? Is there a timing? Yeah, I mean, each industry has their cycles as far as seasons. Okay. Um, so as far as you know, summer, spring, holiday. You know, the retailers have their cycles. So everything goes off the retailer's buyer cycle. Okay. Um, and so development R and D goes in that cycle as well. I mean, I've, I've kind of seen that everybody, just like Toy Fair. You know, everyone starts up at the beginning of the year. Everyone's through the holiday season. Everyone's got the numbers of what, you know, their company has done through fourth quarter and they're ready for new items. So there's that that spring seems to be the the timing to show new items. OK, um, because if they, they take an item, then it will take that full nine month cycle to then be able to present to the trade um, right after they're finished selling their holiday. OK. And, through holiday and they're like, okay, what's next for the next year, okay. calendar year. So um, yeah. you know, okay. that's the general rule of thumb, but um, I've seen it, you know, I show products all year, all year round, okay. you know, because also showing products all year round, you're building a relationship as well. You know, if you show up every spring, then you've, you know, that, that kind of 
once every year. <laughs> not enough. It's not, it's not enough. enough. Yeah, you still need to be contact. Okay. Hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm available. Sure. And I'll take your calls. Um, I'll take, of course, I'll take your calls. But you know, I'm available to help you build your business all year round. You know, we're open here 24/7, seven days a week. You know, call me. You know, I'll get you back in under five minutes. So yeah. Here's a question everybody asks too. Um, you submit an idea to a company, and uh, they're just not doing anything. Yeah, they're looking at it. A couple of weeks go by. What do you do? Do you call them and bug them, or do you work on something else, or do you give them a nudge? When do you finally go, hey, I'm done, you've been looking at it too long, I'm going to shop it, or thank you, or what do you, how do you handle those situations? Yeah, that's really, a, that's really a hard one, right? It's kind of like you're dating, you want to walk down the aisle with them and put on the ring, you know, but everyone's, no one wants to walk down the aisle, so what do you, what do you, what do, you do? <laughs> Uh, yeah, super good question, and and it's you know super frustrating um, to to a point um, that also depends on on the licensee, okay. the relationship, you know what you know about them. They could you know there's things happening in those companies that you'll will never know about, and like you know they're being acquired or they're looking to be acquired or they're sure. taking on new employees or you know a factory might have just gone you know sideways in another country that they're like. Okay, you know, mission critical stuff to run our company. Uh, you're not that right now. Okay. <laughs> you're not that. I mean, you have to understand that you're not. You're not mission critical, right? Okay. You, you, you know, we as inventors are not sure we're the we're the guys that will make them larger going forward into the future. Right. But I mean, these you know most people at most you know corporate entities with the shall we say at the level that the licensor connects with. You know, you're dealing with director, vice presidents, presidents, what have you. They have a, a put out fire list that would blow most people out of the water, you know, and they've got to do that before coffee in the morning. Okay. So um, you have to give them a little bit of leeway that, you know, to allow them to have the time for them in their day to take your call and review it and assemble the teams within their company. They can't make a decision on to go forward with your product just by them. They so what are you saying? Just be patient? So you... Yeah, right. Um, so for me, I'll just start another project and, and just keep going. I, okay. I don't, I don't sit right. around and wait around. You know, it, Again, it's a numbers game. So if you're sitting waiting for a licensee to give you an answer, right. you're wasting your time. You need to just keep, keep cranking and, and get okay. the machine going on your own end. But yeah, um, at some point, you need to you know give email. So once every week, not that doesn't help. You know, Once every two weeks, eh. Once every three weeks is kind of like, hey, you know, how's it going? Just touching base, kind of what's happening. Once every day, they won't return your call. They'll think you're nuts. So you have to give. <laughs> so, but that, that also depends on what stage. So if you okay. sent them just a sell sheet, then it doesn't really have that much of a, an urgency behind it. But if you sent them, you know, a prototype to an item and, and they asked for the prototype, then there's definitely some leeway to be more persistent with it. Like, okay. hey, I have the prototype. You can always throw in, hey, I need to run my business too. Um, are you done with the prototype? Okay. You know, kind of the soft sell to let them know that you need to put food on the table as well. Okay. That you need to run your business and they need to respect that. And it, you know, it, it's again their relationship. So, okay. Look, um, yeah. Okay, let's talk about working on other stuff because you, you just showed me another product right there. So oh, this you, is the same you, one. This is the the prototype of this. So okay, this so let's one. let's talk about that for just a minute. So you're yeah. not waiting by the phone. 
You're not yeah. bugging them too much. You let them kind of do what you're thinking, but you're coming up with other ideas. Let's talk about this one here. Yeah, so this one's in the market. I mean, the, the first prototypes, you know, your prototype box, whatever. You know, the first prototypes were kind of wonky. We didn't know what we were doing. Uh, second samples, you know, factory samples, and then obviously the finished product. So it looks pretty, it looks really close to your prototypes. Could you hand, put them side by side? How close oh, are God. they? Yeah, no, if I had the original prototypes, let's see if I have them. Because they look pretty close. No, that, so <laughs> this particular product, um, I had been developing for almost eight years. So this, this is, these no, Wait a minute, don't tell me that, eight years. <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, eight years, yeah, it's brutal. I think that the patent was approved before it got to product. Why, before why it didn't got you it. give up? You just go ahead, forget it, or did you set it down and pick it back up every once in a while and play with it? No, I, I believed in it. I, I believed in the product. I believed that it was, um, I believe that it was cool. I mean, how cool is this? It's just fun, you know? I right, mean, tell us fun. how it works. Tell us how it works. Yeah, so it's called the Jolly Dipper. And uh, you basically, it's a mortar and pestle. And that's what the IP is based on. So originally, it was supposed to be uh, called the medicine ball. I thought the medicine ball had been awesome, right? I'm like, oh, let's do the medicine ball. And we I designed a line of uh, calming pastes and agents that are out there so a dog could calm themselves and play with at the same time. Um, but that didn't really fit. And, um, you know, a lot of licensees, you know, to, many people didn't have the calming functional in a treat in a paste format. You know, we may do that, you know, in the future, whatever. But um, that didn't work. Um, the original prototype was uh, multi-parts. You know, there was two or three parts to make this work. Okay. Um, one had a, an upper and a lower kind of baffle thing, and, and it was super confusing, and it didn't price out right. Um, and it was only when I found a, a factory that could do this with a single injection mold. This is one piece, one part. And if you look at the undercuts, that's really hard to make. Okay. If you know anything about um, injection molding, this is super difficult. Um, so you had to work through all those technology components too. The first concept, the first prototypes, right. too expensive and you couldn't make it. You know, and we had to glue it together. Nobody likes to chew a, chew a toy that's got glue in it. Um, so you have to grind through all those you know, okay. over those hurdles. Um, uh, so yeah, so then, and it went to a couple, you know, okay. credential licensees and they didn't really kind of fit, but as far as, uh, you know, the tenacity, the tenacity, whatnot, to kind of keep it going, um, it's just, um, do you, do you learn a little bit along the way? It sounds like a lot of inventors think that I've come up with this one idea. I'm going to show it and that's going to get licensed, but there's a process here, right? It could get changed. Maybe it's not the right timing. Maybe it's not the right material. All these things kind of come into play. So you're you're inventing along the way too, right? Aren't you solving problems? Yeah, sol solving problems. I mean, um, in the pet industry, it's incredibly, incredibly price sensitive. You okay. know, for for you know a toy, um, you know, fifteen dollars is kind of your you know, kind of really your range, you know, 10 to 15 is where you're at. Okay. So, you know, your product out of, um, you know, Asia has to be, you know, pretty affordable. So innovation is really difficult and, okay. and getting a product made um, in a way or a method that is low cost is just as valuable as the product itself. So and that's been super challenging. I mean, I'll invent super complicated things, but at the end of the day, if it comes out that, 
the cost of goods All is right. higher than you can sell it, then it goes nowhere. And Great. Um, so you have to work through how are you going to make the product at, a, at a, an affordable price for it to hit the price yeah. point in retail that makes the makes the performer yeah. work. So, um, yeah, I'll do um, another little, you know, um, I guess, key to doing what I do is I, I try and figure out how to make it. And I put together a budget for the licensee of how to demonstrate how they're going to make money. Oh, Okay. So I'll say, okay, well, here's what it can cost in China. Here's what the re, you know, here's what the consumer will pay for it, and then I'll do all the accounting in between A and B and show them and say, here's how much money you're going to make on this, and wow. does it fit in your? How, how do you know about the cost, though, Keith? I mean, I, I'm an inventor here, and how do I know what that's going to cost? How do I figure that out? Uh, you go to a factory and and ask them. Yeah. Okay. How, say, hey, how is this going okay, to work? You know, okay. How are we going to price right, that? Last so, question here, and we're going to yeah. do another video here because this is just too good stuff. You guys, yeah. you're listening yeah. to this. You're getting the real stuff. People usually don't share this, but he's sharing all of it today. Okay. Yeah. I'm afraid someone's going to steal my idea. I'm afraid if I go to a factory and show them, they could steal it. Yeah. How do you deal with that in terms of, do you, I know you don't file, do you file a patent on everything you do or do you, how do you build trust? How do you know the companies you're working with? Is it kind of just being, just being trustworthy or how do you protect yourself? So um, there's two ways to kind of look at this. If your product is successful, somebody is going to steal it, plain and simple. Okay. It, it, it's just going to happen. If if that wasn't the case, then I wouldn't have a Samsung phone. We'd all have a we'd all have an iPhone. You know, <laughs> you know, if it makes a lot of money. That's really great. That's that, I, I've never heard that analogy before. I'm going to use it. I'm going to I'm going to steal it from you. I love it. Go ahead. There you go. Stole. <laughs> yeah, but that's just it. If if I mean, if it wasn't going to stolen, we'd all be driving a Ford automobile. You know, okay. it, you know, there's, there's, you know, and that's just it. You, you're naive of okay. um, thinking that your idea is if it's good and it's amazing and it's going to change, you know, people and the way they do things, it's going to get stolen. I, I mean, back to the Wright brothers. I mean, when they invented the airplane, you know, they filed their patents, they did everything right. They did what they were supposed to do. And they got, of course, knocked off because the idea was just too good. And I heard, this story that it was either Wilbur or Orville that his health, um, it killed him yeah. fighting his patents. His health got so bad, <laughs> getting so angry and getting so pissed off at people getting that he was getting knocked off in his amazing invention okay. that it, that it, it put him All in right. great. So yeah, no doubt. So how do, are, how do you deal with it? How do you deal with it? Um, do you follow just, patents on everything that you yeah. do? So anyways, yeah. Um, mental health cube. Yeah, I do provisional patents, so I'll file my own provisional patents. Um, of course, the trademark component is a is now something of value that you can kind of lock up, you know, okay. um, provisional patents. And in some cases, I haven't done it, but I've heard people filing patents in China these days. You know, it's actually pretty darn cheap, yeah. and you can then pursue. Okay. I mean, I don't know if it can be done, but I've heard that it's now easier to stop it at the source type of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing to kind of look into, but I'll file patents. Um, copyrights are a good thing. Okay. Um, you can file a copyright very, very easy and very cheaply. So write up a description or the method of use of your product and copyright it, you know, okay. um, that's something of value. So copyright trademark and, and provisional patent, you can do those all on your own. 
Um, and, you know, NDAs, if you can get them signed, but those are rare to get them done. Um, you know, that kind of helps. Um, but, you know, those are stateside. With, with the, uh, the Chinese factories, it's kind of, you have to build the relationships with them. Okay. And, you know, that takes years to do. Uh, it takes a long time to do. Um, okay. Yeah, it takes years to do. How about just finding the right company to license to? How important is that? Um, also, I mean, we kind of took back on this, on the, on being afraid of showing your ideas. If you have one idea, it's going to be very hard to be a successful professional inventor and support your family and do what you need to do. Um, you have to keep inventing ideas and, you know, keep the churn going. And through the aggregate, it's kind of like, you know, people didn't assault Normandy with one guy, you know, they, they, they put them all in there and there's a lot of people. And just through the attrition of numbers, okay. you're going to eventually get there to victory. So that's, that's, a, it's, it's a numbers game. Got it. And some are, some are going to get taken out by people knocking off and some of them will, will go through and, and hit the goal. So um, anyway, so back to the question. Uh, no, I think you answered it. I think it's a culmination of doing all the tools that are available, that are affordable, um, finding right companies that maybe have a track record of working with inventors, um, being a little, you know, trustworthy. It's a numbers games. You know, if you're really successful, you will be copied, right? That's how innovation kind of moves forward. Could could be copied, infringed, work around. I don't care what it is. I call it competition today. It's not easy. Um, but Keith, I just want to thank you for all the information you provided because you 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 went through a lot of it. You went through how to create ideas. You went through some of the ideas that are on the market. How you protect it. How you come up with ideas. To just some of the basic stuff that everybody's asking. You know, when do I get back to a company? Um, all those little things that people are wondering. So. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, and just one little footnote. I mean, on the eight years to develop this, yes, that was eight years. But I've had other items that I've licensed in 45 minutes. So it kind of depends on the licensee. You know, it's all well, over the board I'm, as far as, wow, boom, and all the guys, oh, that took a long time. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'd, I'd hate to leave on a down note that it's going to take you yeah. eight years to get a deal. Yeah, 45 minutes. We did it. The guy, we, I literally have the... It's interesting. He got it was a cell sheet. It was a single cell sheet, just like how you thought. It was actually the first one of the first licenses I did. We saw the date stamp of when the FedEx delivered the cell sheet. He called and we had a term sheet in 45 minutes. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. Nice. Well, Keith, thank you very much for coming on InventRight TV. We're going to do another video in just a minute. But everybody, Keith's the real deal. The real deal. <laughs> it's not easy, but he's here. And he's been through it. So, Keith, thank you so much. Uh, I, I love doing it. I love working with you, Stephen. And uh, everybody, you know, keep inventing. Keep keep the dream alive. It's a, it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of work. So just need to be prepared for both of those. All right. It's fun and work, but I love doing it. So what are you going to do? All right. Thank you, everybody. We're going to do so another much. video. Stay tuned. This is Stephen Key and Invent Right TV. Thank <laughs> you very much.